Aloha Maui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Verkart. Welcome to the first show of 2019. It's the Solar Coaster episode 87. The first show of the year. Uh, we wanted to, we, if you remember from when we left, last left our heroes, uh, <laughs> I put out the charge that we should make 2019 the year that humanity saves itself. Uh, we decided to make the first show of the year here a quick dive into what you can do this year right now yeah so you know there's so much movement out there in the on-grid battery space uh technology that's available to us now right here approved in maui county throughout hawaii throughout the u.s uh that we wanted to and you know i've been in touch with some of these uh suppliers and manufacturers and i was kind of stunned by the progress and the rate of progress so we uh, basically put out a call over the last 48 hours and said hey everybody what's going on what's new send us your press releases if you want to call in call in we'll give you a you know five or so minutes and we got a couple takers so we're going to hear from Tran from LG uh, uh, Chem, and uh, we've got uh, responses in from Solar Edge and from Sonin and from Pika and a bunch of other folks. Oh, also, Sundrum is doing some really neat stuff. Um, yeah, so really excited to hear all about that. It's also our first show to feature our brand new sponsor, Pantech Designs. Really excited about that, too. Yeah, Pantech Design, welcome on board the coaster. All right, so we jump right into our, uh, new, our, our housekeeping, Jay. Right away. Here we go. go. Hey, hey, folks, this is the Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy-themed talk show right here in lovely Maui County. We can be found Fridays at 1.05 p.m. on Ka'oi 1110 a.m., also on 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, and 98.7 FM Upcountry. We've got a website. Website, www.solar-coaster.com. That's solar-coaster.com. Uh, you can listen live. Uh, check out all our graphics, where we've been. Uh, we're adding a whole bunch of new stuff. Uh, if you've listened to the little promo spot we've got out there, we're generating a white paper that will help you uh, kind of navigate the whole solar installation process in a quick and easy fashion. It's like having us sit right there in the, li in the living room with you as you uh, listen to your solar sales professional. <laughs> <laughs> We're also available on podcast networks, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all carry the Solar Coaster. Just type in Solar Coaster and look for that little yellow SC logo. Alrighty, and we've got some great sponsors that have kept the Solar Coaster on air through, uh, we'll be in about two years in May. Uh, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin, Pika Energy, Sundrum Solar, and our newest sponsor, Pantech Design. Thank you folks for uh, supporting the Solar Coaster. Uh, we look forward to uh, the next year ahead together. Now we're going to go into our uh, first uh, ever uh Pantech Design Minute now, which is a part of the sponsorship with Pantech Design. Uh, let's tune into that now. Today's feature technology is the ADAPT-powered Crestron Control System. Imagine having not only complete control of your home systems on your mobile devices, but also having a trusted voice to make recommendations on steps you can take with your home energy system during inclement weather. Here's how it works. When a typhoon or other weather event approaches, your ADAPT system will contact you through a preset mechanism that you select, like an email or text. You are then presented with options on how to proceed. If this is a serious storm approaching, like we saw here in Maui this last season, your priorities may change considerably at that moment. Knowing which steps to take, and more importantly, how to initiate them may not be top of mind for you. With ADAPT-powered Crestron software looking out for you and your family, you can set your mind at ease. ADAPT will literally ask you, would you like to prepare for long-term grid outage and optimize your home systems across the board? Or is this a false alarm and make no changes to your system settings? Or would you like to take a moderate approach, curtailing some loads to have a little extra power on hand, but leaving others unchanged? With the ADAPT-powered Crestron systems, you are in charge of your family's energy security. Contact Pantech Design at PantechDesign.com to learn more today. All right. All right. There we go. <laughs> How fun was that? <laughs> so this is our first crack at the uh, Pantech Design Minute. That's going to be a series. We're going to have about a... Uh three, four months of these, uh, where we're going to learn about all of these, uh, the suite of technology that uh, that this system can integrate with. So I'm really excited yeah, home, to do that. Home automation, energy automation type of technologies. Uh, it's, it's a really interesting concept that they, they have out there. And it, it was kind of this thing that took us by surprise last fall, uh, that these two industries had never really talked to each other. So now you have like total control, not only just of your, your lights and stuff, you can clap and say, hey, Alexa, turn on my lights, but it'll literally, uh, it takes it way one, one, one step is, further, two steps further. This where is Jarvis you stuff, Get real man. control. It, it really is, it really is cold. <laughs> this is and, Iron and, Man's and, house. And, and, and I know, I know it's, I know it's a, 
it's a sponsor conversation, but um, we only bring on the people. We keep saying it, the right side of solar, you know, the, the, the folks that are really doing cool stuff that gives you something uh, unique and, and powerful in your life. Absolutely. And this is definitely one of those. So, folks, you got something to look forward to at every show, a brand new dive into each one of those technologies for a solid minute at the show outset. So there you go. Hey, let's jump over to our okay. news and events and hear what's going on in the world today. All right, right away. Uh, we have three articles uh, on the Hill um, coming from Renewables Now and uh, one more coming out of, uh, where was this? The that Energy is, Economic that, Times, the India Times. Yeah. Um, all just, just going through how much renewables really are out in the world now. Um, so the first one from the Hill is a 40% of German electricity production in 2018 um, was, was all renewables. So they've really been pushing the envelope. They're up to 40% already uh, as of last year. Uh, it was a push from 38.2% in 2017 and 19% in 2010. So, you know, they're just making huge strides. Uh, they did have that little uh, carbon debacle over there meaning that they uh, produce more carbon while they were trying to ramp up their renewable carbon. energies right right it's exactly that uh by by shutting off all their their nuclear uh, fission plants they actually end up burning a whole lot more fossil fuels than uh than they really should have um but they're they're just on track for a really really aggressive um Trans transition. Yeah. Well, uh, the interesting is... thing, the interesting thing for this is that they are also Germany is a net exporter of energy. You know, so they actually support um, the Netherlands and some of France uh, with with energy as well that they generate. So it's so it's going all over Europe. It's not just Germany itself. I felt like this article is a bit of an answer to that problem with carbon increasing while they were upping renewable energies. They're saying, hey, we've we've gone ab above the uh, the coal numbers now with our renewable energy, and uh, we're going, right. we're continuing on that route, right? And they also have a you know a plan to abandon nuclear energy by 2022, which is just unbelievable, right? So that's the direction that Germany is currently heading towards. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And then we go right into the renewables now. So Brazil's Senate just approved a major um, offshore uh, wind auction. So this is all for, for water areas, but it included uh, areas that are both offshore in the territorial waters and also um, inland seas that they could they could use uh, to through 370 kilometers <laughs> worth of worth of worth of waterway that they're now waiting for. Um, was it bills? I guess, I guess they're auctioning off the area for uh, for companies to use for wind wind generation. So that's coming really fast. <laughs> yeah, you know, Brazil is uh, I see it peaking up uh, more and more in the the news about renewable energies and about solar. And I'm not sure exactly what that is. If it, it seems like they had a late kind of ramp up in 16 and 17 with solar, and now they have a major shift politically happening at the executive level in the country. So we'll have to see how it goes. But we are seeing a lot of stuff getting deployed. We are seeing a lot of movement out there right now. Uh, and I'm excited for Brazil. I mean, that's kind of a major. Yeah, major country. policy shifts that are really going to put them ahead of the game. Yeah. Okay. And then we also have, what was the next uh, one? Was that India? The finally, finally one, India floats first tender to build solar project in Kashmir. Um, so they're trying to build a large 2.5 gigawatt, um, three 2.5 gigawatt stations, sorry, uh, in the northern part of India, uh, actually bordering, bordering on China. And then transmission will be sent uh, down to the southern part of the country. Uh, but they're, they're looking to put up um, goal of 100 gigawatts of solar capacity by 2022. Now, last time I checked, 2022 is now right around the corner. Yeah, so really? It's pretty aggressive. Three and years. They're, they're, they're rolling. <laughs> well, they're rolling out 7.5 gigawatt this year, and and they need to get 100 gigawatt by in three years. So that's that's pretty aggressive ramp. <laughs> We just keep hearing the term gigawatt, gigawatt, gigawatt. It's like the scale. Before, you know, a year or two ago, you never heard gigawatt, right? It was uh, how many hundreds of megawatts maybe for utility scale stuff. Now it's just constantly in gigawatts. Um, yeah. Yeah, just giant, giant farms. So next up, Africa Review is reporting about a large desert solar initiative to make Africa a renewable powerhouse. Now, this is a really interesting conversation for me. Um, we've talked a lot about how uh, we're, we're transitioning the, the developed world into renewables. But what about the folks that still don't have any power? Um, and, and that's what this is really addressing. There's a uh, the, U, the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change uh, and, and a fund that is associated with that is helping to drive through um, 10 gigawatts, there's another gigawatt, uh, of solar energy by 2025 to supply 250 million people with green electricity. But the interesting thing about this is that 64% of those people have never had electricity ever. 
Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the renewable energy leapfrog kind of strategy, right? It's like move right, right over uh, the the in the past. Of course, you would deploy a conventional grid, and then renewable energies would find would like trickle in over time and uh, start to replace uh, some of the fossil fuels. But now, because the grid infrastructure isn't 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 developed in some of these environments, there's the opportunity to go right into renewables, which is spectacular. Yeah. and I hadn't seen um, the utility scale. Pro- I mean, that still says that there's going to need to be a, a a lot of infrastructure coming alongside of that, right? So it, what I kind of was uh, had been hearing about over the course of the last, let's say, five years was small-scale solar uh, that's that's literally not grid-connected, basically small-scale, high-volume, off-grid little, solar. Little microgrids. Yeah, little yeah, microgrids. Little microgrids. Uh, but it looks like they're going right for the big the big stuff here with, what did you say, 10 gigawatts? Did they say that? 10 gigawatts of, of deployed uh, you know, utility-scale solar into, you said, for 250 million people, which is remarkable. They do have a, a metric down here where they talk about the full-scale Africa with its renewable energy possibilities. Did you see that, Jay? Uh, they said yeah, it, absolutely. it's estimated that an almost unlimited potential of solar capacity, 10 terawatts, abundant hydro. You just hydra. wanted to say terawatts. I sure did. I saw the TW. <laughs> I went for it. Abundant hydro at 350 gigawatts, wind 100 gigawatts, geotherm 15 gigawatts, potential overall renewable energy capacity of 310 gigawatts by 2030. So, I mean, it's just, um, you know, there's so much opportunity uh, there to change people's lives. And this is a wonderful first step. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to it's going to make, make I mean, once once you have electricity, it enables you to do so many other things. And these people are living living without for forever. Oh my um, OK, so <laughs> let's uh, where are we at next? OK, uh, these two kind of go together. So Dewan announces the completion of 128 tower pillars of the MBR solar park. Now, this is in Dubai uh, that they are generating this they're building this giant solar and renewable energy park. Uh, which is a total capacity of 5,000 megawatts by 2030. Uh, but they're trying to get uh, 600 of it online, I believe, in the next couple years. So, and it all comes from a parabolic basin, which is a really, really um, concentrated solar, really, really hot. Are these those molten salt uh, towers that they've been talking about? Yes. Is this what we're going, we got going yeah, on here? exactly. So where it's like a storage exactly mechanism that. because you heat it up and then it holds that, that heat? Yep. Yeah. There's only 250 megawatt that will be generated from photovoltaics. The 600 megawatt parabolic basin is is that salt uh, for a total of 950 megawatt of clean energy uh, that they're trying to trying to bring online in this fourth phase. Uh, and then there's a further phase, further phases as as they roll out for other other technologies, and it keeps getting bigger. Uh, but it is a um, the independent power producer model um, concentrated solar. So. That's excellent. I mean, and uh, this fellow here, Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, is that that's the fellow that's been controversial lately, right? The uh, isn't that the um, uh, the fellow that was in the news for the <laughs> uh, anyway? I'm, I think so. Anyway, but um, so this, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> so hey, uh, the you know what? When you start to think about um, the reason we're doing this and trying to touch on just briefly what's happening around the world is because I think this gives you a sense of a snapshot of kind of the evolution of renewable energies real time. And that's exciting because you can see that it's it's not just happening, you know, in, we, we, we know what's happening here in Maui, but I mean, it's, it's happening really, it's a truly global kind of uh, effort at the moment. And that's a little bit of positive news. So we wanted to try to touch base on kind of global, like a, ge- a geographic, nice diversity, nice spread of what's happening all around the world. And there's good movement. But as you get into some other environments, and we're going to touch base on that segue into another scenario here, what's going on with Saudi Arabia, Jay? Well, that's it. Dubai is in Saudi Arabia or that whole region. And um, Saudi Arabia is unfortunately reported being reported as the worst performing country on battling climate change. Now, this comes from the um, the climate change indicate performance index. It's an indicator uh, generated by uh, 350 experts uh, published in German Watch and New Climate Institute magazines. Uh, So a lot of a lot of research has gone into this and it judges countries on a number of different metrics so they see how much actual renewables they've rolled out uh and, but more more to the point policy and specifically carbon emissions policy it factors very large into into the final rating so when you you're out there and you're rolling out a lot of renewables if you're still cranking out a whole lot of co2 then your rating is still not going to go up because you're not you're not fighting climate change so, in any significant way. So we're giving a score to a country effectively, right? And we're Correct. saying, hey, this is how you're performing now, relative to other countries. 
Right. So this this the new re the new version of this is released every year, and the new version is out. And unfortunately, Saudi Arabia is still at the bottom. They've been at the bottom every single year that this report has been done, and it's it's now been quite quite a number of years. Right. So, and on, but on the there, other side, there's of the really fence, no real 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 movement. <laughs> they, they said that the best performing country in 18 was Sweden, scoring 76 out of yep. 100 uh, for combat, yep. combating climate change, uh, followed yep. closely by Morocco, right, which is in this region, yep. you know, North Africa region, uh, significantly increasing its share of renewable energy capacity in recent years. So there's some movement up there, which is pretty awesome. Um, were there any other uh, countries of note you wanted to mention, Jay? <laughs> uh, well, I, Iran is third from the bottom, and sandwiched in between Iran and Saudi Arabia for the bottom slot is the United States of America. <laughs> oh, man, listen to that. Uh, they, 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 they specifically reference the refusal of President Trump to acknowledge climate change being human-caused and his dismantling of regulation designed to reduce carbon emissions results in the U.S. being rated very low for its national and international climate policy performance. That's the quote. <laughs> Man, that is uh, that's Ouch, not the list we want to be on. Not the list we want to be on right there. Okay, okay. No, no, fortunate. <laughs> well, that's what's going on around the world. I feel like we just took a little trip around the world, got a sense for who was uh, making some good progress in renewable energies, which countries were really uh, you know, moving in the right direction, which might not be. And then um, let's take a look uh, a little closer home uh, across the country, Jay. Which one of these uh, national articles do you want to start with? Uh, I like the New York Solar for All program. This is this is a great little program. Uh, they've been they've been working on for a while. There's there's community solar projects. Uh, we talked about community solar before, uh, where you can you can actually buy into a um, a private company uh, project, a solar solar project, and you actually own a percentage of it, and you will get credit for its production on your electric bill. So you own a little piece of this this solar farm somewhere else and then you get a credit. That's really, really useful for people that live in condominiums, uh, people that, that rent. You don't, you don't own your rooftop or can't get enough physical rooftop space, then a community solar project is really attractive for you because they can put it anywhere. It's connected to the grid. Somewhere in here, there's a, there's a little quote that says the, the actual electrons um, don't go to your home, but I, I, I would say that some of them probably do. It's just a small percentage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the actual but, electrons generated. They, they, yeah, they the actual that. electrons are not being used. Yeah, and you're, you're not using them. I think some of them probably are, but and it's it's like you're, you're drinking George Washington's pee, you know. It <laughs> oh. was around for a long time. The, the molecules are out there in the world, and they've, they've diffused to such a point where they're out there, right? Um, and the same thing with the electrons. So you don't, you're not using the exact electrons from this solar array only but you do get that credit and that's that's the key is that you're feeding into the system in a, in a positive fashion you're getting renewable energies on the grid by your investment in this solar project and you're getting the benefit of that just like a regular homeowner with solar would yeah, I'd like to see what the, the math look, looks like on these community solar projects. I haven't been able to really see that on paper yet. But, I mean, one of the great things about, about this kind of initiative, you know, you have Cuomo, was it uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, SUN program, 10-year, $1 billion component, right, of Cuomo's uh, reforming the energy vision. So he's looking at, uh, you know, he said, which aims to create a cleaner, more resilient, affordable energy system for all New Yorkers, which seems to be the operative word here. So we're really talking yep. about extending this, you know, participation out to everyone. So it's not an elitist thing. We can't afford for it to be an elitist thing. We can't afford it for it to be, you know, uh, $100,000 Tesla is the only person that can drive an EV. That's changing right now, right? EVs are going to be dominant. That seems to be the case. They're getting cheaper. They're getting more accessible. Same thing with solar. Same thing with uh, with energy storage. It's like this should be available to everyone. And that looks like it's, we're we've seen that happen more and more around the country. So nice but job. And, and, it, and, it, and it needs to be in order for us to make a 100% transition. <laughs> Otherwise, sure. it's going to be one percent. Sure. So that's what's going on over in New York and the East Coast and the conservative kind of uh, left of the country. And what's going on on the West Coast, Jay? Some interesting articles uh, over West, there. West Coast is fun. So recent, recently PG&E, which is California's um, Pacific Gas and Electric Company, uh, announced that they would uh, embrace – they're embracing defensive measures – of, they, they call them of last resort, but, but in, per, during periods of intense wind and or very low humidity levels, they may turn you off. <laughs> they, they may disconnect the power uh, for risk of because of risk of wildfires. I mean, if they have a trans, transformer that blows up or whatever, uh, wires touch, creates sparks, uh, sets off a wildfire, and then it can be a significant risk. So they're trying to mitigate that. However, um, they're, they're basically just shutting everybody off. So they're talking about shutting down the entire grid. 
Right, not not necessarily well, it, though, just in, the solar in those areas. I mean, PGNA covers a very very large area, right? So it would be it would be geographic, mm-hmm. but it would still be a significant amount. I mean, it's it's not just wind like next door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to affect everybody on on large large circuits. Why don't we? Sk- uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, why don't we skip over the Brunswick one and jump into exactly what's happening in Hawaii, Jay? What do you say? Um, I can't get that one up. Sure. Sure. Solar projects set low price benchmark for renewable energy. These are the projects, the solar projects that we've been talking about for the past, uh, I want to say, three or four months. Uh, they're all kind of coming online and have been approved or not, not coming online, but have been approved. Um, and it's, it very candidly shows who's getting what and how much we're paying for it, which is really cool. Uh, on Maui, we have two big projects, the 60 and the 15. The nice thing about this little list is that I see every single one of them comes with storage and not only that it's like a four by metric you know last year we were looking at it so everybody was thinking it's storage because storage is still kind of expensive uh they were using a three three by so it would be like three hours worth of worth of total uh production capacity being stored and it now looks like that's been upped to four uh but the costs per kilowatt hour are anywhere between 0.8 cents and 0.12 cents uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, zero dollars twelve cents uh, for the uh, for the power that they'll be getting from these farms. And that's really the big takeaway for for citizens here. This is uh, Hawaii. This is Maui. This is Oahu. Anywhere from fifteen megs up to uh, what uh, sixty megs. Those are Six, those are both 60 Maui 60 sites. Is from actually. Maui. Yeah, we get yeah. yeah we get those. <laughs> and eight cents through uh, twelve cents per kilowatt hour. So that will feather into our overall pricing structure for what we actually pay on the residential side, and that should bring down the costs of uh, electricity uh, at the we, end of the day. We, should, we, should, should. we would hope so. <laughs> that's 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 something that Hopefully. is still, uh, yeah, hopeful, hopeful. Um, we, have to, we have to see if that actually pans out. Uh, there, there's a lot of other things that we, we did learn that go into running a power company besides just what you paid for power. Uh, and you know how much it costs to roll a truck, you know, so every time they have to go out and fix a wire somewhere, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's expensive. So we'll see what the pricing factors in and really looks like, but but it's it's hopeful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, well, it's exciting. These are all new projects, and they're all bringing in cheaper electricity, cleaner electricity uh, that are you know really innovative stuff. So fan, fantastic. So let's jump over cleaner, cleaner, and we're not <laughs> shipping money off island. That's exactly, exactly. Let's uh, jump into our commercials, and then we're going to come right back. And we've got a call in from Lynn Tran from LG Chem, and to start off our uh, 2019 update. Aloha, and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. Unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. Tsubuchi Electric, a leading worldwide inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tsubuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Battery Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. 
MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system, combined photovoltaic and thermal, holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right, those were uh, our wonderful sponsors and our first uh, uh, time to hear uh, Pantech Design, uh, which was great to hear. Okay, so we're going to take a call in right now from uh, Lynn Tran uh, from LG, Elect well, LG Chem, actually. Hello, Lynn. Hi, this is Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hey, hey welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us as usual. How many? This is probably what your third time on the show or something like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me again. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, what we're doing today, folks, we're doing a recap and a kind of a, a little bit, showing a little bit of guidance on all this movement in the on-grid uh, battery and solar space. And so, of course, there's some massive things happening with uh, LG Chem, and uh, from your SMA partnership, of course, to your uh, to the work you're doing with LG Electronics. We want to hear all about it, and uh, I'm going to hear. Hopefully, there's some new stuff in there too. So, uh, yeah, what's what's going on these days with you guys? Uh, yeah, 2019 is shaping up to be um, a pretty exciting year. Um, from LG Chem's side, you're going to see uh, more inverter options. Uh, that's going to be a big focus for us. Um, like you had mentioned, the LG Electronics solution is going to be available in Q1. And um, our current relationship with SMA um, is available now, actually, our AC-coupled solution, um, and that we expect that to uh, grow uh, in this coming year. Um, in addition to that, we also will have uh, compatibility with the Huawei inverter, and uh, that's expected to be available uh, relatively in the near term, too, so you can keep your eye out for that. Wow, so we have SMA, which we knew about, and then, um, and then is that available right now? Can people actually install that? Is, that? is that available in Hawaii for us today? Yes, it is. And then Huawei, is that brand new, or is that something that's kind of in process, or is that coming down the road, or is that already here? Um, I believe the launch is going to be within Q1. Um, uh, yeah, but I think the availability is going to be um, sometime January, February. Now, Huawei is uh, is an interesting one because I know there's been dialogue about that for the last couple of years. We hear that across the country. I think one of the big uh, discussions has been that the pricing may come, maybe they may make a big kind of uh, a uh, attempt at bringing down pricing for inverters. That's one area that hasn't really come down too much in the past. Are, are do you have you get any any expectations at all on that? Does it look like it's a really cost competitive option? Uh, you know, that's not my thunder of steel. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> yeah. That's oh. answered by the Huawei team. All right, well, we'll have to reach out to them and find out. Now, what can you tell us about the uh, the new inverter with um, with LG Electronics and what's going on with David David and his team over there? Uh, um, well, I'm excited to be working with David and his team first and foremost. Um, the LG Electronics inverter is going to be a, both an AC coupled and DC coupled solution, and you know, there's uh, a lot of folks who. It, what, what's nice about it is it's, it's supposed to be all kitted up. So it's all the nuts, guts, and feathers that you would need for a home installation and, you know, reducing your your work hours out there. So, um, and I can see some homeowners having a lot of value in the full LG branded package. Um, so I, I think that's going to be, um, that, that's a good um, point about it. And, you know, j just to be uh, frank about it, it looks really nice 
uh, with the battery. It matches pretty well. Oh, so that we can actually see the inverter and what it looks like. So it's kind of like a, I mean, the, the thing that's interesting about that, is that available on its website, on LG Electronic website right now? Can we actually see that? Yeah, and I can be contacted for information as well. Um, they uh, they launched it at SPI, um, being their new, their new residential energy storage solution. Oh, they just they just announced the launched it there. I see, I see. Okay, so well, I mean, what's exciting about that, I think, is that you have the potential from a from a customer's perspective, the potential to be able to uh, to to get you know a known brand. Like people have LG refrigerators, people have LG um, washing machines, you know, Jeez. so everything, right? So there's this opportunity here for a, for a homeowner to say, hey, I know that brand, and now I can have um, my home energy storage and, and production solution can be a brand that I'm already kind of acquainted with. And that, that I can see getting some legs. Acquainted, acquainted with is one option, but it'd be really having that one touchstone. I mean, there's really only one finger, one, one way to point the finger when something breaks. <laughs> oh, right. For, for my, from, from a homeowner's perspective, that's what I'm really looking at. It's like, I, I don't like this, this situation you get in with multiple vendors where they all look at each other. And they don't. I mean, nobody. Nobody takes responsibility. Well, it must be the other guys, you know. Um, <laughs> if it's if it's all LG, then there's only one one person to call. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, very good. I, uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, Lynn? Um, really do appreciate you calling in. Oh no, um, we are ready for 2019. We have increased our production to uh, feed the growing market. And um, yeah, if, if you need your Resu batteries, uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out. Got it. So that's what I that's what I was going to ask before we let you go is what is what does production really look like these days? <laughs> Very healthy. We anticipate to get through this backlog um, well within Q1. So if you're looking to install some resus within Q1, um, go go talk to your distributor. Excellent. Excellent. OK, well, thank you, Lynn. Have a great weekend. And I uh, we look forward to having you on the show again in the future soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Take care now. Right. Very cool. So you'll be able to get some actual batteries. <laughs> We've been installing, installing <laughs> LGs. Yeah, I know, for sure. but it's, it's it's been such a process. Not not just LG. I mean, literally everybody across it. As as EVs kind of ramp up, we have this this uh, this massive demand, and everybody wants those um, little lithium cells. So there's there's we just haven't been able to make enough of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, hey, why don't we jump over uh, to another manufacturer that we've been in touch with? Um, I was thinking, uh, do you have one you want to do, Jay, uh, or, or would you like me to choose? No, go right, or go right ahead. I kind of, I kind of wanted to to do Pika because um, we had a okay. chance to sit down with uh, Jeff McAndrew. I think it was maybe about a couple of weeks ago. He came here and we uh, he, he updated us on on a bunch of things. It's kind of surprising. I know. What you're I, about. He, well, yeah. there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. But I mean, um, yeah. it was kind of surprising, and he did just send thanks, Jeff. He did actually just send over a bullet-pointed email uh, that I have open right now that I can just read. But I mean, the bottom line is that you know, Pika is a um, uh, a one of the dominant technologies. Let me put it that way, right? And, when, mm -hmm. and why I'm saying mm -hmm. that is that the battery and the inverter combination it can create. Uh, it's very flexible in terms of the amount of uh, uh, how you can integrate uh, different sizes of energy to it. It's extremely flexible. You can do a lot more with it than most systems. Um, and it also uh, is, is, more, is very powerful. So it's uh, overall power capabilities for delivering power to a house right. for a single it's, system. It's, it's much more of like a home house kind of backup as opposed to just your, your critical systems critical loads yeah it's a yeah whole house system right and so a lot of the you know or other manufacturers are moving in that direction I know there's a whole home, whole house backup solution for solar edge that they just did a press release we'll talk about that in a moment too but Pike has kind of yep. been there for uh, a little while with their single inverters but adding to that now they are um, working on uh, paralleling inverters which is pretty exciting so they call it parallel islanding and what I understand mm -hmm. that to be is you can they have these 7600 watt inverters which uh, alone you typically would put about 10 kilowatts of PV on and you could you could integrate uh, really up to a lot of batteries about uh, 45 uh, plus kilowatt hours with three battery uh, integration uh, ports uh, so that's a that's a lot right there but now there's the opportunity to uh, parallel islands. So you can actually take the power capability of that one inverter and stack another on top of it. And so that mm -hmm. gives you just a lot of flexibility here at a power and energy level that kind of only has been available like in the blue ion and, and the outback radiant space. That was kind of the uber high end of, you know, basically, you know, really off-grid Yeah, those, those, those systems are really built for like off-grid living, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's... that's 
very much in that so pike is pike is doing similar kinds of things from a power and energy perspective but um kind of at a more on-grid cost right so it's like a it's a really Mm -hmm. and and at the same time they're actually reducing their pricing and considerably too which kind of blew my mind so they're increasing their flexibility in that parallel islanding they're also um it decreasing battery costs right for some somehow they've been able to do that and i asked jeff about that he said well the the certain chemistry we use is actually specific to what we want and what we have access to it and we have access to it at a good price. So that's that's pretty amazing. Um, so they're reducing costs, they're increasing capability, um, they're also about ready to uh, have their generator, uh, AC coupled generator integrated, integrated as well. So if you can imagine, yep, yep. I saw, I saw, I saw that at SPI. <laughs> I mean, this is great stuff, you know. So yeah. if you can imagine, what that means is that they, um, they, they effectively, it, it, let's say you you have a grid outage, right? And you have this mm-hmm. seventy six hundred uh, XT seventy six hundred inverter, and you have about ten kilowatts of PV, and let's say you have one Harbor uh, Smart battery system with about seventeen kilowatt hours of battery. That was a lot of kilowatts and kilowatt hours I said in there, so I apologize for saying it very mm-hmm. quickly. But you know, you you've got a very robust. Uh, uh, residential system is the point, right? Kind of yep. larger than most uh, systems that exist out there. And and but in addition to that, you could integrate a generator. So if you happen to have a grid outage for a long time, uh, and then it's cloudy or we don't have good good weather, and you can't regener- re- replenish those batteries as quickly as you want, your generator could kick on and just quickly replenish that battery, so you have long-term power capability. So there's a place there for a generator to integrate and give you a lot, like a, even additional security. And that makes sense right that, that's basically the story yeah, yeah. no that's exactly it it's, i mean it's the most efficient way to run a generator is to use all the power that it can possibly produce then if you're if you're going to run the generator you, you really want to take all the power so if you're running uh, a generator right. and you're only running a few lights it's kind of wasted right whereas if you're char- if you're charging up these batteries at full power taking everything you can from that generator and then shutting the generator back down well you only ran the generator for a little while right but then you can run those lights for hours and hours and hours off off of one hour generator time. That's the that's the proper that way to do that. That's the proper way to yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, and I could see how that could become a very popular uh, uh, add-on to a system because you know people it just gives you this peace of mind, the kind of peace of mind you could get. Imagine you have a you know a, a fifty-gallon uh, propane tank alongside of a nice generator, and you're like, yeah, there's it, it would take a lot to knock my power out right now, right? So very right. cool I mean, stuff. This, this is really really an extended an extended outage scenario that we're talking about. It's like if, they, if, they, if there was a mess storm and you were islanded for a long time that's something you would definitely want to take advantage of you know it's uh, you know it's, it's what's amazing about that jazz having this conversation the other day with someone and they were like and they're a listener of the show a good friend and they're like uh, you know i don't think it's that big of a deal this long-term outage scenario and i just said puerto rico I was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, right. I'm like, "In Puerto Rico, you could you could hit with a spitball from Miami." I mean, you know, for for us, we're like, "How many thousands of miles from the nearest place?" I mean, it's like this is a serious business that we get hit by. We just got lucky so far. So yeah, no, that's really that's really been it. <laughs> um, okay, just, so just the, a question of when. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Thanks. So that's that's Pika. They're doing amazing things. Really excited to do more. And Jeff asked for uh, a show in the upcoming week, so we'll be able to dig in here directly from the horse's mouth as well. Um, they also are offering an AC-coupled solution, believe it or not. So they've got loads of R&D and new capabilities coming online. And then, um, you know, they are just, I think, a great solution. They, they are actually one of the uh, first companies to send out a line drawing to us, kind of unsolicited, saying, hey, here's your NEM Plus solution. And I always appreciate that when there's a real proactive kind of engineering approach saying, we know you guys are trying to figure this out there. Let us help out. So they sent us a line drawing. Yeah, and that's a serious time commitment for them too, right? Yeah, (laughs) they're doing engineering. all 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 those policies are regional. So, right. That's a good point. In order to take the time to do that, it's really nice. That's a good point. So that's Pika. Which one would you like to tr- to take a look at next, Jay? I'm I'm reading the Solar Edge ones right now, and mm-hmm. they're all really interesting. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, um, thanks to Jessica Fishman, Neil uh, Schmetti, and, and a couple of other fellows out there that um, we've worked with um, over at uh, at Solar Edge. Uh, you know, Solar Edge is right now the dominant residential inverter in the United yep. States. Okay, and uh, we saw the yep. numbers. You know, for, uh, for Hawaii, and they're they're pretty aggressive. You know, so uh, 
They're, they're a great product, and uh, we work with them all the time. And, uh, you know, some of the big things that happened that they sent us the press releases on, uh, they, stuff that we were aware of, but are, are, worth, are worth kind of uh, noting, right? So um, they did integrate uh, the whole house backup solution. Uh, I think it's with a transformer. And that is, we were just yep. talking about that with Pika. So SolarEdge is right alongside yep. them doing the same type of uh, technology. SolarEdge is a, is a pretty big company, publicly traded. Uh, you know, we had spent time with Lior, one of the founders at SPI, had a great show with him. And you could see that, you know, we asked him, what is it that allows you guys to continue to do such great work? And, you know, he just created, an, he said he tried to create an environment where people could share and, and, and it was positive and they could explain what they thought needed to happen and they, they, they all could participate in that. I mean, he had some good things to say. That was a good show. Um, yeah, he's, they, he's an extremely modest gentleman, but good night it sounds like a great place to work <laughs> it does right it does really yeah and uh, so they got the whole house backup solution so that's a big deal um, I know that just and I don't see it in these press releases but I know they were talking about um, doing uh, what do you call it uh, they were at one point they're going to be effectively uh, eliminate their uh, their non battery ready inverters like it's just all batteries all all, all of the inverters are going to go battery they're, they're going whole hog into battery absolutely yeah. <laughs> Um, what were some of the Which other ones sense. that they had here? Um, uh, well, bef yeah, before that, they 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 actually won um, the big award for business. Their EV charging uh, PV inverter was the um, product of the year. So level one and level right. two charging EV charge EV charging off off of the, uh, the the solar edge inverter. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. I don't it know really what, because you know, and it's kind of a no brainer too. From just to give you a sense, folks, when you uh, install an electric vehicle charger, there's a cost usually associated for that installation plus the material, yep. the equipment, and it to can the be tune a, of a couple thousand dollars. It can be it can a couple be. thousand dollars, right? But you can save uh, a good chunk of that by having it installed with your PV system when it's installed, right? And then, of course, you know, right. charging your electric vehicle with, you know, a, a grid power is kind of like, yeah, what's the point if I'm using uh, fossil fuels? But if you're charging it from your PV, then you're saving money and you're driving on sunshine and all that great, st great feely stuff. But the fact that yep. you can save money on the install of the uh, EV and then at the same well, time— Well, that immediately changes your ROI. Yeah, and then at the same time, it's it's more powerful. It's in it the most powerful level two charger or something because it integrates both grid and PV at the same time. And exactly, so exactly that. It's kind of it's kind of like this, you know. That's kind of like the Tesla model, right? It's like the, they they bring out products and they're dominant on many fronts, you know. And 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 that's that's I was really excited when I saw that come out. That was what was that that was is that this year it came out? It was it, it's been around for a bit actually? It was it was it was it was announced last year. Uh, I think we first saw it saw it last year, but then it's it's actually been trickling trickling out into market now. So right, right. But they won, but they won the but they won the award in 2018. Right, and it looks like they the last thing they offered here in the um, press release is that they powered they partnered up with Panasonic, and it looks like they did uh, integrated um, uh, optimizers in their panels. Is that what they did? Yep, the HIT S series modules uh, with the Solar Edge Power Optimizer, so it generates more uh, power in high temperature and kind of semi-obscured conditions uh it'll it'll optimize the panel so you're getting the most power you possibly can from your your investment in the in the, the nicer panasonic the premium mount rules right oh sweet sweet okay and um you know <clears throat> so that's three kind of powerhouses out here right doing uh working towards similar goals and offering really good i mean we're kind of spoiled for choice these days right um but let's it really is <laughs> yeah let's jump over to um i, I want to go to uh sonin what do you think about that do you want to jump over to sonin yep. i mean this is now the sonin yeah, just to be clear, Sonin, and, and thank you, Laird, uh, Laird Sanders, for throwing over these bullet points today to give us a sense of what's going on. Uh, but Sonin's making, you know, the Sonin and the, uh, if I can call it a partnership or an alliance, the Pantech Design and Sona, Sonin uh, relationship is what really blew our minds at SPI. And, of course, now Pantech Design is a part of uh, the Solar Coaster, which we're super excited about. We're going to learn all about that technology over the course of the next four months. Uh, and then Sonin is the the uh, the, the battery storage uh, system that in, that integrates and works with that. But So there's that big story, of course, right? But beyond that, they're continuing to innovate on a lot of different levels, right? So they mentioned, and this is important for us here, so I'm just going to read what he said. He says, Sonin officially has received pre-qualification in Germany to leverage distributed energy storage resources pooled into a virtual 
power plant. This is the first true participation of a residential energy storage company for demand response and response to frequency fluctuations, which could also be deployed in Hawaii. So uh, this this concept of VPP is something that we we're, we've been hearing a lot. It's been percolating all around. You know, I remember the Tesla people talking about it. We hear about it, you know, it far off places around the world. But Sonin, uh, to my understanding, and from our conversations with Blake Ricketta and some of the other um, uh, execs over at Sonin, Sonin really is the company that brought that to bear early, early on. And now they're getting uh, qualification from from the from the, the country to actually do that, you know, kind of wide scale. Yeah, right. Germany is no, Europe is not nearly as regulated as the United States, and so they've been able to operate there for some time. Uh, but they're now um, it, it's it's becoming much more integrated into the national grid. They've been operating the systems for quite a while, uh, but but they're, the, the utilities are actually going to be able to call to these systems directly and ask for assistance in stabilizing the grid. Frequency response is something that he talks about. This is this is that 60 hertz oscillation we're supposed to have uh, at all times that, that makes AC power work. Um, and then we learned that it's actually really, really difficult, especially in, in dirty grid situations like like older wiring and, and stuff like that we deal with in, in Hawaii all the time. That um, really, really can help the utility operate more efficiently yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's the, the bottom line is these guys are pioneering this, right? And yeah, um, yeah. so they've also um, <clears throat> so that's and that's something that is is right around the corner for us here in Maui and Hawaii. The discussion of demand response, of aggregating and pooling together energy storage assets out there, and, and acting like a uh, you know a, 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 an asset to stabilize the grid. These are conversations that we've had with Greg Kresge right here in the studio. Uh, there definitely is the enthusiasm to, to participate in this kind of. Uh, you know, pro project uh, in the future here in Maui. So this is so Sonin's actually yeah, the doing pilot it. projects in Molokai were actually doing very similar things where they were able to use those systems to, yeah. to either si simulate demand or, or not. Right. Um, but yeah. it's it's of course a pilot project, but. Miko's involved. <laughs> yeah, and then just just quickly, they have uh, three other bullet points here. They uh, this company, our organization called Pearl Homes, recently put together. Said recently deployed uh, in Florida, showcasing energy management and resiliency in a community for both rentals and homeowners. So more of that democratization of energy being offered to uh, affluent customers and everyday consumers as well. So you know, Sonin's kind of yeah, that was in that, that was something too. they talked about even early on. I think it was their first interview with us where they talked about the uh, if you owned a Sonin inverter battery you didn't even have to have solar on it and you could still participate in that that energy economy type of conversation mm -hmm. because you would buy you would set your your buy buy level and then when it, it goes down to a certain level of, of price you would your battery would charge at that level uh so you'd be paying you could kind of set it's free free market energy right <laughs> essentially yeah it's amazing stuff and they they're doing something with ev vehicle ev charging i don't i don't quite fully understand what this bullet point is we'll have to look at that further with with laird and and greg and the guys but it looks like no, that's that uh, that's that's specific to their their uh, demand response so it's basically um if you have an EV charger on your, at your house and it's a period of peak demand where the utility really doesn't want you charging something like a car where it is, it's just a huge, huge draw, uh, they, would, they can actually tell it, you know what, please wait for a little while. And so the EV charger will shut down and not charge the vehicle until the utility says, okay, come on and, and do it then. Gotcha. So they're actually, they're allowed to balance those loads because when you come, when everybody comes home at 5.30 and plugs in their electric vehicle and they all start to charge, you know what kind of spike that is? Right, right, just huge. A, just, a, yeah. just a nightmare. Yeah, right. probably why Maui Electric's looking to get involved with that more and more here, right? So, um, Absolutely. okay, and they've got some other amazing stuff happening, of course, the Ecolinks uh, product line and then integrating with uh, the Pantech uh, system, which we're gonna learn all about over the course of the next four months. Uh, I, I did get a chance also to speak briefly with Michael and Thierry from Sundrum and something very cool, Jay. I don't know if you saw my notes there. Uh, but uh, basically, Michael is working on, uh, he's a, he's a uh, sponsor as well as a, a contributor to the solar coaster, and he has the, uh, the, the, ca the canteens that extract waste heat energy from the solar panels and then run them down through a heat exchanger. So he, what he told me today was that... Making it not waste. Yeah, making it not waste, is that they're working on small systems. So you, it, what we know is that these, are, these have been vetted and working well for hotels and large type of 
uh, of, of houses with you know kind of major uh, heating and cooling uh, expenses. But for smaller systems, it wasn't quite penciling out, right? But they're creating a system now where even for like almost tiny homes, he said uh, at, at about 400 square feet seems to be the the minimum size that he can he can really dominate in creating good ROI for uh, heating, cooling, uh, and um, for and domestic hot water. So uh, heating the air, cooling the air, and domestic hot water needs. So they're creating an integrated PV uh, uh, Sundrum solution that will work for small houses, which is just remarkable. So that's a one-stop shop for all your energy needs. And I know that uh, he's he's getting down pretty far down the road with that that solution. Nice. I want to talk to him about that. <clears throat> Absolutely. So those were our updates for uh, 2019. We're going to have to hear from Blue Ion and Simplify and Tabuchi and Tesla in a later show. But we certainly got a, a good chunk of info from LG Chem and from SolarEdge and Pika and Sonin. Um, so I, I think we have time to jump over to our future focus, Jay. You want to do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. absolutely want to do this. So we have to, it's right. something I've talked about a lot, and, and I've got an additional thing to add. But uh, there's a Singularity Hub article about why the future of solar power is from space. Uh, this is for the space-based solar power initiative. Um, has been they've been working on it for a long time. And you know how, how life usually kind of mirrors science fiction as we go <laughs> we go forward. You know, you look at the old movies from the 40s 50s and 60s and now all of a sudden you know we have all these little things we have our dick tracy communicators that we wander around right. and talk to everybody on and all that stuff um so but there was an isaac asimov story called reason uh that was released in 41 uh where where energy was captured from the sun and transmitted via microwave to uh, from the space station to the earth and we could use that power and this is something that uh, a number of both scientists at universities, NASA, and some private companies are all involved in right now. So they're looking to put this kind of space-based power on the map. It would be a, a boon because the atmosphere around us actually absorbs a whole lot of the radiation from the sun. And so any solar photovoltaics that you put out in, in space not only can not go to sleep at night because they would be in the sun all the day all day but they actually can harvest a lot more energy uh the issue of course is, is then where do we put them and how do we get that power down that might it turns out that that microwave beam is actually pretty pretty accurate um, a microwave beam can be generated uh from some of these systems and it wouldn't even um exceed what is it osha standards for for exposure oh really is that that <laughs> for, safe, for safe exposure but the problem is then that your your, your ground-based systems your your uh, rectifiers need to be uh quite large mm. on the surface so 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 they're still talking about laser beams i.e the death ray uh which is of course what everybody think what everybody thinks about is if you concentrate a whole lot of energy into one space you can what they talk about like vaporizing cities and stuff in in, in sci-fi but really Realistically, um, these things can be can be mitigated, uh, and it's something that's coming up really, really fast. Right, and they're talking about. Um, so, he, he, I guess the big question, something we'd have to dig into with this, is: is this a pre or post fusion solution for us? Is this something that we can get in, get get done before fusion? Yeah, or, yeah. No. no. <laughs> All right. No, I, I did. I did look up the timelines here, and and what it, what it really looks like is that they would probably come online about the same time. Ah, so we're gonna <laughs> have more energy biggest, we know what to do with oh, in 2040 and 2050. Yeah, in in 2050, right? We and just so gotta get we'll there. Have plenty of energy. <laughs> we just need to get through this through this little hump. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's keep working on it, folks. There you go. Do check out this article. The the imagery is amazing here. It's at Singularity Hub. Uh, hey, folks. This has been the Solar Coaster, our first show of the year, uh, January fourth, two thousand. 2019, moving into our two-year anniversary coming up in the spring. Uh, we are uh, sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin, Pika Energy, Sundrum Solar, and Pantech Designs. Uh, thank you, folks, for a great show. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. Aloha Friday. <laughs>